Welcome to Arise Esther, a podcast for today's Esthers, women who are ready to rise up with courage and faith like Esther of old, who stepped up to lead when life was tough but faith was fierce. Hi, I'm Dawn Scott Damon, your podcast host. I get to talk to some of the most resilient women on the planet, all who faced trials head-on and triumphed. Now we're here to help you do the same. So turn it up, Esther. This is your moment. Hello, all of you wonderful Esthers out there. Yes, this is Arise Esther. This is your moment. And I cannot wait for you to meet my guest today. Let me tell you a little bit about her. My guest savors words, flavored coffee and time outside, living connected. She happily embraces her introversion. So she's an introvert. Hmm, We'll have to hear about that. She sees that as a gift and she celebrates her courage, giving faith in God. She writes about the intersection of faith and friendship and introversion, including as a living as a storm sister. She has worked in the publishing industry for decades as both an editor and a writer. And now she writes with other women of faith as part of the Red Bud Writers Guild. Now that sounds fun. We'll have to hear about that too. She seeks to embrace the word grateful in all seasons of life. Afton and her husband have intentionally cultivated a friendship in their 30 plus year marriage, and they have raised and launched two children. Would you welcome to Arise Esther today, my guest, Afton Rorvik. Hey, Afton. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Really nice to be here. Thank you for being here. It's a joy to have you, and I have to hear more about you. So, but first of all, um, Afton Rorvik, that's a very <laughs> unique name. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a mouthful, isn't it? Um, so, I'm married to a Norwegian. That's where the Rorvik comes from. Okay, beautiful. Uh, yeah. And then my first name comes from a river in Scotland called Afton. And Robert Burns wrote a poem about that river. And my father was an English professor and liked the poem. So uh, when I was a kid, I hated it. I just wanted to be, you know, a normal name. But as an adult, I like it. Don't you love it? I would love that. So (laughs) before I met my husband and got married, I was Dawn Jones. So (laughs) So you have to rejoice in your name. I do. I do. Sometimes people don't know where it starts and where it ends. You know, Afton Rorvik kind of runs together. But yes, I love it. It's beautiful. (laughs) Well, thank you for being here. And I'm looking forward to our conversation today, because as I was reading in the bio, you are a confessed introvert. (laughs) And I want to hear more about that and your book, Living Connected, An Introvert's Guide to Friendship. What a great title and what a great message. But tell us, how did, when did you first realize you were an introvert? (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, Yes. And I am happily an introvert, (laughs) but it took me a long time to get there. Uh, Way back in college, I took that Myers-Briggs temperament test that a lot of us have taken. Yeah. And I came out with an I, introvert, and um, I just ignored it. I didn't really think it through. Back then, people weren't talking as much about introversion, extroversion, personality stuff. Um, So I just went on about my life. But um, I am a quiet person. 
And so walking into a room was hard for me, you know, put myself out there was hard. I was a teacher for a couple of years. That was really hard. Um, and I just kept kicking myself and shaming myself and saying, come on, just get with the program. You can do this, you know, just, and I had a lot of extroverted friends. I have an extroverted husband, uh, just come on, they can do it. You can do it. Um, and then I just started really digging in and reading a lot about introversion. I, um, I read Susan Cain's book, Quiet. It was a New York Times bestseller. And then I read Adam McHugh's book, Introverts in the Church. And I just started really diving in and thinking and praying. And I realized I am an introvert and it's actually a gift. It's not something I need to be ashamed of or try to act differently than I'm wired, that God wired me this way for a reason. Um, yeah. There's a quote at the end of Adam McHugh's book that I just love. I have it sitting on my dresser and he says, I'm um, just trying to find it here. Yeah, I'd like to think that the work of God might be displayed through my introversion, not in spite of it. Yeah, isn't that beautiful? I love that. Yeah, it's so powerful because what you're saying is so true. The introverts that I've known, and as I said to you before we started recording, I there's a part of me that's very introverted. I'm kind of both, uh -huh. but there's a lot of shame that goes yeah. with that. Like I should be more, I should do something else. And so I'm so thankful when you learned that there was all those shaming messages, how freeing was that for you to discover I'm okay the way God created me? And in fact, God did create me to be like this. I'm not broken. No, no, not at all. And what was interesting too was realizing that introversion has gifts for connecting with people. And that, that really surprised me because I've been fascinated with friendship all my life. Um, and read a lot because that's what introverts do <laughs> and observed a lot. Um, but I always thought, oh, I just need to be more like extroverts. And I realized, you know what, being an introvert, I have gifts already that help me connect um, empathy. You know, introverts tend to have a lot of empathy because they're quiet, they observe, they think, they feel deeply. Um, mm -hmm. Introverts listen well. I mean, what a gift that is for connecting. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. And sometimes we think that it's the extroverts that have all of the friends and they connect easily and, and they're out there. But I do know that extroverts miss a whole bunch of stuff in life, you know, because they're always talking and performing or doing whatever <laughs> they're doing. But yeah. the introverts can, can, like you just said, have those gifts, have those gifts of noticing of uh -huh. connecting, of feeling, the empathy. That's what your book is about. And, and mm -hmm. I, I want to hear more about that because initially you would think, well, introverts don't want friends. <laughs> things really go together. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. It's true. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there about introverts on the internet that say, I'm an introvert, go away. Um, and uh, I really feel compelled to reach for people and it's because of my faith um, because I know that God loves me and he's demonstrated that over and over and um, throughout the Bible, the gospels in particular, it says, love God, love your neighbor. And so that's it really compelled me to think, okay, how do I do that as an introvert? How can I do that? Well, because it does matter. 
Um, and I actually love people. <laughs> I love friends. Um, I just like them in small doses. And I tend to do better when I'm one-on-one -on -one or in a small group. Um, and that's been super helpful for me to realize that that's how I connect best. Um, it's also fascinating because I have an extroverted husband. <laughs> oh, wow. How does that work for you all? Yeah. So he and I actually hatched the idea for this book together. We were just talking because we both care really deeply about friendship and building that into our lives. And um, so we hatched this book together, just came up with these 12 words that we thought really helped build friendships. And it was fascinating hearing from his extroverted perspective and my introverted perspective, but realizing we both have strengths that we bring to building relationships. So I've learned from him, he's learned from me. Um, I've learned to talk more, he's learned to listen more, for example. <laughs> yes, right. And and that's so I would think that would be easy to acquiesce to the extrovert and and yes. shadowed. Yes. And that's been a big learning lesson for me. Uh, you know, some periods of my life, I just drafted off the extrovert in the room, either a good friend or my husband and kind of let them do the hard work. And um, I realized I can't do that. You know, I need to own my own voice and be confident in who I am. And I, I've learned to walk into a room, you know, I still don't enjoy it as much as my husband does. But <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I, that just brought tears to my eyes when you said that really, because I think um, I'm feeling, I know some introverts in my life, well, many, and, and I've seen them disappear when they walk in a room or become that wallflower or blend in. And there can be a painful isolation that is created by an introvert because they don't know how to get outside of themselves. Mm -hmm. And, and you've learned and you have so much to offer others because this is not easy, right? It's a, a skill that you have to build. Yeah, it is. And um, I had a team of early readers that read chapters for me, and it was a wonderful mix in terms of age and stage, also introverts and extroverts. And so as they read, I would ask them questions, you know, and the thing that kept bubbling to the surface is practical. I want some more practical suggestions. So how do I walk into a room as an introvert? Um, and one of the things that my husband is really good at is asking questions. Mm -hmm. And so throughout the book, I talk about this principle of admire and adapt. So admire what extroverts do, but adapt it for my introverted ways. And so I've learned that from him to have a couple questions in my head when I walk into a room. And so I list those um, and the book is just full of practical tips like that. Here are some questions that you can ask. In fact, we have a box of questions on our dining room table and we use them a lot, especially when we have people over for dinner that don't know each other well. We've also done it with family. But it's such a great way because then everyone at the table gets a voice and you get to hear wonderful things from people that you wouldn't normally because, you know, in a setting like a dinner, extroverts can dominate and oh, yeah, they're not somebody's going to get left out. <laughs> yeah. And they're not being mean. It's just what they do. They just like to talk. 
And so asking questions is a great way to enter into that. But I've realized, you know, a lot of it is my responsibility. I can't just expect an extrovert to look at me and ask a question. I need to walk in and be prepared with some myself. You have to initiate. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I want to go backwards because you said something about 12 words and I'm, uh, I'm interested in hearing about that. Why 12 words? What's the 12 words? Yeah. So it started talking, you know, a discussion with my husband and he loves articles like the 10 top national parks, you know, and so that was just a natural thing for him. But then the more we started talking about it, the more I realized that's a great way to organize the book. Because, you know, I can remember 12 things. Um, and a lot of the words in the book are also part of my personal mission statement. Mm. So I have this um, planner and every morning I write down this statement. And what it says right now is, um, as a Jesus loving introvert who seeks to live connected, I will intentionally practice approachability, generosity, honesty, hospitality, and humility. So those are words that God really laid on my heart that I wanted to work on and make sure they were part of who I am as an introvert. So those words are in the book. Yes. Um, Can you say those again for us, please? Yeah. So the ones in my personal statement are um, approachability, generosity, honesty, hospitality, and humility. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are other words in the book like creativity. Um, flexibility. Um, But some of these words like approachability, I assigned myself because I am not good at approachability. (laughs) And I, I wanted to be, I wanted to learn how to become a person who knew how to approach strangers or who appeared approachable to other people. So Yes. Do you get labeled stuck up or (laughs) seated because you don't reach out or, but it's maybe because the introvert is struggling and fearful or what is the emotion? Is it fear? Is it, is it apprehension? That's a really good question. Um, I think it's just being overwhelmed. It's just too much, you know, too much people, too much conversation. Um, Yeah. And, you know, introverts are fascinating people. I mean, when you get an introvert one-on-one and you start asking questions, the depth that comes from them is remarkable because they tend to be thinkers. They tend to be creative, um, just fascinating people, but it takes some effort to get there. And that's why I wanted to work on approachability because I wanted to make that initial effort, you know? So back to that idea of admire and adapt, um, I realized there were things I could do as an introvert that didn't even require words. I could smile at someone, Um, I could wave. I, you know, um, I tell a story in the book about a conversation I had at a store one Saturday morning. And um, it was all because I smiled at this woman and I did not pick up my phone And then we started in on a conversation and it was a really life-giving conversation for her and for me. So, yes. So there's that proof that I have a friend who is an introvert and you think she's quiet until you get her out by herself with one-on-one. Yes. And then she is very talkative and thoroughly enjoys and loves that, that friendship and talking and communicating. 
Yes. So is is that true? Not all introverts are not talkative, right? No. um, You know, and introverts vary. Some are are social introverts. Some are, you know, it's all over the spectrum. Um, But yeah, introverts do like people. (laughs) Just in small doses, you know, and and, um, scheduling things ahead of time also really helps introverts. Um, because thinking on their feet sometimes is a challenge just because there's so much going on in their brains. Okay. <laughs> uh, introverts live in their heads a lot. Um, so that is helpful to schedule things ahead, keep them small. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you're, you're getting me um, excited to order your book and read more about it. This is so important, the work. In fact, I think I could feel a sequel coming on marriage for introverts, right? When you're married to an extrovert, that'd be a great read. So you mentioned earlier about your faith. So how does your faith work with all of this introversion? Yeah, and it's really my faith that compels me. I think left on my own devices, I would stay home in my basement. I like it. I would sit at home and read and write. And um, But it's my faith in God. You know, when I read the Gospels, I look at the way that Jesus lived. He was always reaching for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he, he allows us to be his hands and his feet in this world. And that comes with a challenge. Um, and I don't have to become an extrovert. You know, I've talked to a lot of introverts lately who say, oh, I just, I just act like a fake extrovert. And I've realized I don't have to do that. I don't have to pretend to be something I'm not. But I do have to stretch. I do. I have to challenge myself um, to reach for people. And that's another thing I put in the book. Every chapter has some sidebars. um, And the last sidebar in every chapter is called Introvert Challenge. And it's just a one sentence, two sentence suggestion. Try this. You know, um, maybe it's um, come up with a way to meet a stranger. Think about what that conversation might look like. What might you say? because I, I do think it does matter. People, you know, building into people, building friendships, I really feel like that's what matters. Yes. Well, and that's what's compelling you. Your faith is saying, I want to be a witness for Jesus. I want to reach other yes. people. And it's hard to do it in the bunker downstairs reading a book. Yes. <laughs> Although you yeah. can write, and that will also reach people. But um, yeah. You talked about that trait that you admire and then adapt. What would, what does that look like on me? Because I, I think that what you're saying is you don't want to be disingenuous. You don't want to be unauthentic and just pretend you're an extrovert. You want to be celebrated for the introvert that you are and let your gifts come forward. So what are some of those other gifts that an introvert has? Uh, Well, we talked a little bit about listening. Um, I think that is a huge gift that introverts offer um, because we have this noisy world. You know, we have a lot of people talking over each other, a lot of people yelling at each other right now. And to have someone when you sit down will just listen. I mean, what a gift, you know? Um, And then we talked about the empathy. Um, Also, introverts tend to be very creative. they, they tend to like to write, do crafts, all sorts of interesting, mm-hmm. um, learn about unique things. Um, and 
to me, that's fascinating to sit down with an introvert and just get them talking about what they're interested in. Also, introverts tend to be curious. And that is a huge, huge friendship building tool that goes back to asking questions. Um, and introverts are just naturally that way. We like to read. We like to learn. Um, now, I'm, I'm generalizing. <laughs> Obviously, sure. not everybody is the same, but those are typical introvert traits. Yes. Yeah. And being curious about life or being curious about your friend or being curious about all kinds of things, I imagine. Yes. Yeah. An introvert is never really done. My, my husband always laughs at me because my favorite phrase is I've been thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows that when I say that phrase, he needs to sit down. Um, but he also knows I can't help it. I mean, I'm just always, always thinking. So yeah, that's, that's how the Lord put you together. Yeah. No, so have you ever heard, because we talked about this before we started, I heard this phrase once, um, ambivert, like being both extrovert and introvert. And I feel like that's probably what I am because I, well, you mentioned crafts and the creative stuff. And so I love that. And I'll start doing that. And then I interrupt myself because I need people. I'll get bored. <laughs> and then I'm with people and I'm doing whatever I'm doing. And then it's like, okay, I've had enough. I need to go home. Yeah. And so I, I feel that. How would a person identify? Do, do most people know what they are? Do you think? You know, that's a, uh, that's a surprise. I think a lot of people do not. Um, and the reason I say that, I hear a lot from people who read early versions and they'll say, huh, I'm not really sure. Um, the best thing to do is take that Myers-Briggs indicator test. It's online and it's been around 75 years. It's super helpful. Um, yeah, because it's, and even my husband and I, you know, we've been married 34 years and we only recently started using those words introvert and extrovert. And it's been really helpful because, you know, at the end of a long week, he he needs to be energized by people time at the end of a long week. <clears throat> excuse me. I need to be energized by quiet. And so for us to be able to understand it and use those terms is really helpful. Totally. And and it makes being in a marriage with someone who's a little different, if not completely opposite, to understand each other. And my husband is an extrovert and I thought I was, that's how actually Afton I came into understanding that I was introverted was because, and I've been married 10 years to, to my husband, but he just can go and go and go and go. He doesn't need as much downtime. And I'm like, I'm exhausted. Uh -huh. You are exhausting me. I need some quiet, you know, just to refuel. And when I started discovering that, you, you talked about the energy, what refuels mm -hmm. and energizes is to be alone. I love people, but that's not what juices me. Yeah, that's so important to pay attention to. Um, and it's interesting how many of us don't. We just put it on fast forward and do what we need to do. And um, it's so helpful to know where do you get your energy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is fascinating and I'm so excited. Tell us about the book one more time, the title and where someone can purchase this. Yeah, so the book is called Living Connected, An Introvert's Guide to Friendship. And it just released yesterday. Um, 
Yeah, I know. Congratulations. And, uh, you know, uh, a sidebar here, but a lot of authors do a big launch at a bookstore, you know, and I decided I'm doing it introvert style. So I did some readings online and, you know, it was really fun. And I owned my voice. So um, I'm so, I don't know you that well, but I'm so proud of you, Miss Introvert. Good job. Yeah, yeah. It's it's on Amazon. It's at other bookstores. Um, Yeah, it's it's out there. All right. That's beautiful. My guest today, Afton Rorvik, the author of Living Connected, An Introvert's Guide to Friendship. Yeah, I love the title. It says it all. Well, the very best to you. And I, I'm going to be looking forward to that marriage book next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you yeah. for being with us today. Thank you. And I have a question great. for everybody listening, introvert or extrovert. Dear Esther, is this your moment to step out and arise. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. And hey, if you've not done so yet, why don't you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss another episode. Or you can visit us at ariseester.com. And while you're there, make sure you join.